Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor's Study. Maybe you personally are going through a time of stress, anxiety, worry, depression right now. Well, if that's so, this show is for you because we're going to talk about the Bible's advice on coping with stress. There's a saying, worry is like a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. <laughs> Well, what I want us to do on this program is to look at Jesus' most stressful night, the night before he was killed. He knew what was coming. And I want us to see the eight things Jesus did when he went through stress. I think that'll help us cope with stress. So would you take out your Bible, turn in the New Testament to Matthew chapter 26, and let's pray. Father, we pray for anyone who is watching this program who's going through maybe an immense time of stress or anxiety right now. We pray, God, your Holy Spirit will speak through these Bible verses and comfort and calm that person. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's Maundy Thursday night. Jesus gives the Last Supper. He knows he's going to be crucified the next morning, and he starts to be stressed. And here's what we read, Matthew chapter 26, starting at verse 36. Then Jesus went with them, with the disciples, to a place called Gethsemane, a garden. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there. And taking with him Peter and James and the sons of Zebedee, Jesus began to be sorrowful. I want you to notice those prepositions, with him, with them. And if you read Mark chapter 3, it says the reason originally Jesus chose the 12 disciples was so they might be with him. So here's the first thing you do if you're stressed. Number one, get people to be with you. Now and then when I've been stressed, I will go into the bedroom, pull the covers over my head and sleep. And I don't think that's wrong to do some but then you better get out from under the covers and go be with people. The first thing, if the Lord of the universe, if God in human flesh, Jesus Christ, needed that, you need that too. So my question for you is, do you have somebody you can go and be with when you're going through stress? Everybody needs that. Look at verse 37. And Jesus began to be sorrowful and troubled. Here's the next coping skill and stress, know that stress is not a sin. Jesus is getting stressed here. He's being troubled in spirit. It's not a sin to be stressed. Now some people think, oh no, stress is a sin, and they get stressed over having stress and it becomes worse. No, no. Again, if God in human form, Jesus Christ, can be stressed, then it's not a sin. Now, I think anxiety is a sin. Anxiety is when you worry, worry about something and you never take it to God, you never pray about it. You just, all right, I think that's a sin. But simply to feel the stress is human. In fact, 
we need a degree of stress in our lives. Dr. Michael Youssef was preaching a great sermon on the myth that if we eliminate stress, we'll be happy. And he said, no, no, you need some stress in your life or you're going to be bored. <laughs> um, a while ago, I went on vacation to Florida. And I'm walking the beach. Look at all these seashells I got in Florida this last trip. Can I tell you, can I confess a little sin? <laughs> there are days that Tom Brock wants to leave the Christian ministry, leave the frozen tundra of Minnesota, and move to Florida and do nothing the rest of my life. That's a temptation. <laughs> but you know, then I remember a sermon I heard from Pastor John Piper who said, what are these Christian retirees who retire to Florida and do nothing the rest of their life except collect seashells? What are they going to say on Judgment Day? Hey God, aren't these pretty seashells? <laughs> and you know, if I did that, if I quit the ministry and just walked the beach, I think I'd like that for about a month, maybe two. But then I'd be kicking myself because like Paul the Apostle said, woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel. You've got to have some stress in your life or life becomes meaningless, boring. My point is, stress itself is not a sin. Let's look at the next thing that we learn about stress. Verse 38. Then Jesus said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. He says, My soul is very sorrowful. Next thing you do, express your feelings. Jesus says, Disciples, I'm so, I'm so depressed, I could die. My soul is sorrowful unto death. You need to not keep it bottled up. If you're stressed right now, talk to somebody about it. I mean, I'll tell you what I thought of. My dad died when he was 52. That was hard on mom and the whole family. But a few years later, when my sister died at age 32, that one was real hard, especially on mom. And uh, mom was kind of German. She didn't talk about her feelings much. I think mom got a little mad at God. And I just wish mom would have had somebody, a pastor, a friend, somebody she could have talked all that out with. Uh, again, if you bottle it up, you're going to get sick. Jesus announced his feelings to the disciples. If the Lord of the universe needed that, so do we. Look at verse 39, and this is the main way to deal with stress. So, Jesus, going a little farther, fell on his face and prayed. Here's the biggest help from coping with stress, prayer. Abraham Lincoln said, quote, I have often been driven to my knees in the assurance that I had nowhere else to go. When you get stressed, do you ever get on your knees and you just give it to the Lord? I remember an old pastor telling me when I was starting out my ministry at a certain church, he said, Tom, you need one hour alone with the Lord every day or you'll get stressed, you'll get burned out. And he said to me, in that time you can pray, you can read your Bible, but try to take one hour every day to be alone with the Lord. And I don't make it every single day by any means, but I, I often make an hour a day, and that keeps me calm. Um, if you go to my website, pastorstudy.org, two S's, on the left you'll see my Facebook articles. I have been attacked recently by some very liberal pastors who don't like the fact that 
I am against abortion, homosexuality, transgenderism, all this stuff. And they were just blistering me. Some of these pastors were using foul language. Good night. And you know, it was, it was a rough week. And so I just got on my knees. And you know what I do when I'm stressed? I, I put my hands like this. And I imagine putting the, the problem in my hands. And I go, God, here's this. Here's the problem. You promised Romans 8.28 that you're going to use all things together for my good, including this problem. So God, here's the problem. And then I kind of visually see God's hands come down through the clouds. He takes that problem out of my hands up into heaven. And then I pull, turn my palms empty, and I bring them back down. And sometimes I have to do that three or four times. But cast your burdens upon the Lord. Cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you, says 1 Peter. Look at verse 39. And so Jesus is doing that in prayer. He's putting his palms up to heaven. And verse 39, And Jesus prayed, saying, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Now the cup is the Old Testament. If you read Isaiah chapter 51, it says, Jerusalem, you have drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of God's wrath. Jesus knew the next day, Good Friday on the cross, he's going to drink the wrath of God, and he's, Jesus is going to pay for the sins of all mankind. He's going to take our punishment, and that's what the cup is, is the atonement. But look at the next part of verse 39. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Here's the next help in coping with stress. Submit to God's will. Jesus knew it was God's will for him to pay for the sins of mankind so we could be saved. So he says, not my will, God, your will be done. When you submit to God, the peace will come. It reminded me of something. I've always lived in a city. And when you're at your third year of seminary, you do internship, you go somewhere and you preach for a year. And back then, you could request where you wanted to preach. They couldn't guarantee it, but you could write it down on the form. So I put down Hawaii, California, and Florida. <laughs> and then I got assigned to Axtell, Kansas. I'd never heard of it. it I mean, you look it up, it's, almost, it's just tiny. In the middle of nowhere, this tiny town. And I got stressed. I lost sleep. I don't want to go to a... I don't want to go there for a year until finally I, in my dorm there at seminary, I got on my knees and said, okay, God, if you want me to go to Axtell, Kansas, I will go. And I got off my knees and I was peaceful. And gratefully, I didn't have to go to Axtell, Kansas. They sent me instead to Valparaiso University where I had one of the best years of my life. But my point is, sometimes the reason you're stressed is because you will not say, God, your will, not mine, be done. Do, if you're going through stress right now, and that's the reason, give yourself a break and just say, okay, God, I'll submit to your will and see if that won't make you more peaceful. Look at verse 40. And Jesus came to the disciples and found them sleeping. Here is the next way to cope with stress. Don't expect too much from people. Jesus keeps coming back to these disciples. He asked them to stay awake so they'd be with them. They keep, they keep falling asleep three times. <laughs> and we need to not expect too much of people. If, if we do, that'll cause us stress and them stress. I mean, we used to have a radio program here in the Twin Cities. It was a live call-in show. 
no matter what the topic was, there was a lady named Tammy, we called her Tammy the Catholic, because no matter what the subject was, she'd call in and somehow turn it in to a defense of the Catholic Church. <laughs> and she did, I mean, pick a topic that has, pick the pre-tribulation rapture of the church that has nothing to do with, she'd turn it into Catholicism. I mean, and you know, she did this so often, I kind of thought, okay, if she does this again, I'm gonna say, Tammy, I'm a Lutheran. I don't have a conniption when people criticize the Lutheran Church. In fact, I criticize the Lutheran Church. And just, Tammy, for the sake of your well-being well and the sake of other people's well-being, would you lower your expectations of people? Don't expect everybody to be just like you want them to be. <laughs> if you expect too much, you're going to cause yourself stress and your family stress. And look at verse 40. So Jesus finds them sleeping and he says, so, he says to Peter, so could you not watch with me one hour? I want to challenge you something, to do something. Maybe you've never done this. Would you do something this week? Would you get alone with God for one hour straight? Just turn off the TV, put everything away, unplug whatever, go for a walk, whatever you need to do. Get alone and for one hour, pray, read your Bible, do whatever. But Jesus said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me? For one hour, my challenge to you is one hour a week, get alone with God this week. And then verse 41. Jesus said to them, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, disciples, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, Jesus went away and prayed, my father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same thing again. And when he came to the disciples, etc. Here's the next thing to do to eliminate stress. Persist in prayer. When Jesus was stressed, he didn't just pray once. He prayed the same thing three times. So hear this. When you're getting a continual anxiety attack, give that a continual prayer attack. Again, if you're getting attacked and you pray and you get attacked again, pray again. Jesus gave this anxiety a continual prayer attack. And then verse 45. Jesus came and found the disciples sleeping and he said, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. My betrayer is at hand. Then Judas comes with the, with the soldiers, and it's over. Well, I want you to notice there how calmly, though, Jesus goes to the cross. See, here's my betrayer. Let's go. Here's the last lesson for coping with stress. Don't run from God-ordained suffering. Jesus knew it was God's will for him to suffer, so Jesus says, okay, let's go. I'm thinking of the words that... God said to Ananias, who didn't want to baptize Paul, and, and God says, Ananias, go baptize Paul. I will show Paul how much he must suffer for my name's sake. And the point being, Christian, every Christian is supposed to suffer for God somehow, some way. Every Christian has an area. I can think of a Christian woman who's in a miserable marriage, and she has stayed in that marriage for the sake of Christ. Or here's a a missionary woman who's in a difficult mission field is lonely, but she sticks it out because she knows the Lord wants her there. 
I can think of this man that I knew that had a, a, a real strong pull to alcohol, but he went to his AA meeting every Friday night to fight that. Christian, everybody's got some area where God is saying, are you willing to suffer for me in that area? I got a phone call, and here's a woman that attends a liberal ELCA Lutheran church. Pastor Brock, what do I do? The pastors of our church are bringing in a lesbian pastor to convince us nothing's wrong with lesbianism. What do I do? And I said, well, are they allowing the traditional Christian point of view on this too? She said, no, but she's going to be here this Sunday morning. What do I do? Well, I happen to know who this lesbian pastor is. I've talked with her in the past. She's got a wife. And I said, you know what I would do? Go to the meeting, listen, be polite, but then put up your hand and very politely, humbly say, are you willing to suffer for Christ? Are you willing to say no to your lesbian desires? Are you willing to stop having sex with a woman? Because that's what God is calling you to do, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, Romans chapter 1, etc. And then I said, then ask the pastors. <coughs> pastors, are you willing to bring in someone like from Outpost Ministry or one of these Christian ministries that help people away from homosexuality? Are you willing to let them come in and give the, the point of view that Christians have held for 2,000 years on this issue? But my point is, every Christian is called to suffer somehow. Don't run from that. Just submit to the suffering God is, is calling you to, to do and see if you don't have more peace going that route. All right, let's review. If you are going through stress right now, here is what I encourage you to do. Number one, be with people. Don't, don't pull the covers over your head. Force yourself to be with people. Number two, know that stress is not a sin. Jesus had stress. Number three, express your feelings like Jesus did. Get it out. Number four, pray. Number five, submit to God's will. Number six, don't expect too much for people, from people that will cause you and them stress. Number seven, persist in prayer. Give it an attack. And then don't run from God-ordained suffering. If we handle our sorrows like Jesus did, I think we will have more peace. Amen. Welcome to the portion of the pastor's study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with him. Pastor Brock, if when we're talking about stress, if there's someone out there that's watching the show who has no one to talk to, what do you suggest? Mm -hmm. And you know, that's sad because as people get older, their loved ones die. And so maybe there's some old woman or man who just doesn't have hardly anybody. <clears throat> well, a few things. One is there are Christian prayer lines where you can call, uh, just find out where it is in your city. But uh, many cities have a line where you can go and on the phone you can talk to somebody and you can tell them your sorrows and you can get prayer. They have that here in, in Minneapolis. They have various things like that all over the country. So you can do that. But even if you're in a nursing home by yourself, try to find some friend somewhere. And if you don't go to church, that's the main thing. We, we get our Christian friends normally through church. So make sure you're going to church every Sunday too. When you talk about these places that people can go or contact in that, where are they? Well, I, I think what you'd have to do is call, call a church in your city, maybe a big church, okay. and say, is there a prayer line here that you can recommend me to? Okay. Yep. You said that stress is not a sin. 
but where he is. Mm -hmm. yep. Could you explain the difference yeah. or why? Jesus felt stress. To feel stress is not a sin. But look what Jesus did with his stress. He took it uh, uh, to the Lord in prayer. And the Bible says, have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to the Lord and the peace of God, which passes understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that's Paul the apostle saying, don't have stress. So I think, don't have anxiety. Anxiety is when you don't take it to the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Have you got any suggestions on how a person should go about to develop a prayer life? Yeah. Jackie, um, I want to just encourage everybody to have a prayer time every day. And maybe you're a morning person. I am. So I have my hour with the Lord in the morning. And during that hour, I pray. I read the Bible. Sometimes I get out my guitar and I worship. I sing to the Lord. And again, I don't put in a full hour every single day, but I often do. Or maybe you're a night person. You do that before you go to bed or whatever. But every Christian needs a prayer life, a prayer time. And so if you haven't developed that, I would do that, Jackie. Okay. So do you have any other suggestions on dealing with stress, though? Like, what mm -hmm. should we eat? Yeah. You know, one thing a friend of mine does, he lies in bed and he pushes the button and he listens to Christian worship tapes. And that has helped him really cope with some of the big problems he's had to face. So turn on Christian radio, listen to Christian worship tapes. Um, I like to push the button, and uh, I've got the Bible.is app on my iPhone. I like to push the button and just hear the Bible read to me. It's free. You know, go ahead and get that for free, Bible.is. So there's another thing. Jackie, some people really need to start taking their vacations. And be the reason they're stressed is they haven't been on a vacation for five years. And the other thing is people need to take their Sabbath one day a week when they rest and don't work. People who work every single day of the week, they're not following the Sabbath principle of resting one day a week. That can cause stress. Okay, if someone is getting evil thoughts when they're trying to pray, is this from the devil? Mm -hmm. You hear people saying Yeah, that. you know, I have a friend that said to me, you know, Tom, when I'm trying to pray, I get these evil sexual thoughts. And I said, well, that's the devil trying to stop you from praying. Persevere and pray anyway. I mean, I've had that happen. So, you know, if you get evil thoughts when you're praying, ignore the devil and just keep praying. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know, sometimes people get distracted when they pray because they're thinking about other things over and over. Mm -hmm. What do you say to a person that has that? I mean, I that, have a... That's me. Well, I was going to say, that happens to me. <laughs> and now I'm wondering if... Is that wrong? No, well, it, it, it's, it's not wrong, but it depends on how you're going to handle it. You know what I, I, I heard you should do, and I think this is a great idea. Keep a notepad next to you when you're praying. Because, Jackie, there's an old saying, when it comes to prayer, the devil will always find something else for you to do if only adjusting a window shade. <laughs> so this person said, you put, a, you put a pad and pencil next to you. And if it occurs that, oh, yeah, I was supposed to call my cousin, uh, write down, call my cousin, but you don't get up. And then, oh, oh yeah, I was if, I don't, if I don't do this, write that down. Clean the windows tomorrow morning. And just be like a rock on your knees and just don't let the devil distract you. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> but interrupt your prayer time to write those things. I would. <laughs> if that's going to keep me from staying down on my knees, I'm going to write it down. Yeah. Okay, is it okay for a Christian going through stress to go see a psychologist or? 
I, I, it, the, the, the answer would be what kind of psychologist. There are psychologists who are good and, and are willing to give you advice that lines up with scripture. Jackie, I, I remember a woman being told by her secular psychologist, well, maybe an affair would be the best thing for you. Put some zip into your marriage. What? What? So I think there are, are psychologists that the Lord can use. I would try to find a Christian psychologist. So nothing's wrong with going to a psychologist, but if the person is giving you wacko advice, find somebody else. Okay. <clears throat> I know it's stupid to try to deal with stress with alcohol and drugs, but a lot of people do it. Mm -hmm. Any advice on what people should do? Yeah. Because this is an addiction yes. and they need to overcome it. A lot of people handle stress with drugs, alcohol, pornography, this kind of thing. And I think, Jackie, the, the way we handle addiction is accountability. So if you've got a drinking problem, go to AA or there's something called Christians Victorious. No, excuse me. It's, there's Alcoholics Anonymous and then there's a group called Alcoholics Victorious, AV. That's specifically a Christian. Uh, AA group. So, but I think if you've got a sexual addiction, there's a group called Sex Sexaholics Anonymous something. But or or go to a counselor first, and they can recommend a group for you. But accountability is the key in overcoming addictions. So the 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 main thing is to get with a group that's yeah, that can got help, the same problem. Yeah, and can hold you accountable. That's right. Okay. Do you ever think? Do you think God ever speaks to somebody in an actual audible voice? Um, I've, heard, you know, Jackie, I think it can happen. It happened in the Bible. And on a rare occasion, I think it can happen even today. I can't say he doesn't. Um, but on the other hand, if somebody's hearing messages from the Lord every five minutes, you got to wonder, is that the Lord or is that them? You know, so. Okay. You have people who say they died and they went to heaven mm -hmm. and saw heaven. Mm-hmm. Is that real, or does God I, give people a, a, a... Well, again, I think there are real instances of people dying, seeing the Lord, and coming back. I think that really happens, but you've got to be careful. Betty Edie wrote a book called Embraced by the Light, where she saw Jesus, and Jesus told her, I'm not God. The people on earth are wrong. So then she came out with basically a Jehovah's Witness or Mormon view of God. And so, you know, even that stuff can be deception. You've got to test everything against Scripture. Okay. Tom, we've got a half a minute left. You want to close sure. today and tell people what's happening? Yep. Everybody, feel free uh, to go to pastorstudy.org, two S's. And if you want to watch our TV shows, they're all there for free to watch anytime. Um, if you... Uh, would be nudged to keep us on the air. We sure appreciate that. We're trying to expand, and enough money has come in, so we are going to expand. But if you're willing to be part of that, God bless you. Just go to pastorstudy.org or watch the uh, the um, uh, address come up in a minute, and you can support us. Mainly pray for us. I'm amazed <laughs> we're still on the air because it's expensive to go national, which we did a few years ago, and we're still on. So God bless you. Thanks, and see you next time at the Pastor Study. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Amen.